everyone. God bless you and welcome to Prophetic Podcast with Jeannie. Thank you so much for joining me today on 222. Um, I just thank God for a new month and all that he's doing in this year. And it's such a short span of time. Um, God is doing so many things. So uh, God bless you and welcome. I want to say a quick prayer before I begin. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask that you would anoint me to speak today, Lord God. I ask that you would reveal your heart to us today. Father, I ask that you would bring the right ears to hear uh, what you would have them to um, receive today, God, and what you want to speak to us, God. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you are with us, and God, that you are still speaking through your Holy Spirit to us today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So God bless you all. I just wanted to kind of... Um, Kind of speak from the heart tonight. Um, I know it's been a while since I've been on. I've had a lot going on. Glory be to God. Um, but I wanted to kind of encourage you all tonight on just God's love and God's unconditional love. Um, it's very important for us to remember. And I chose to talk about this tonight because I believe so many of us struggle with God's love and receiving God's love um, and believing that he loves us even with our faults and believing that he truly loves us unconditionally because we know that he does. His word says he does. But sometimes I think we question it because of our circumstances or because we feel we're not worthy or we feel we fall short of this glory, which we do. But I want to remind you that God's love is not conditional. It's not based on our performance. It's not based on what we do right. It's not based on what we can do for him. Remember, God does not need anything from us. God is God. He has all that he ever needs. Um, He is all he ever needs. He is all in all. Um, So if you feel like you have to perform, you have to serve, you have to do this, you have to do that to gain his love, you are in error. Because really he needs nothing from us, but he wants our hearts. God needs nothing of us, but Still, he wants our hearts. That means something. There's a song I remember hearing on the radio um, that used to say, God, you don't need us, but somehow you want us. Um, and that is so true. God doesn't need us, but somehow, for some whatever reason it is, he wants us to himself. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, and so I want to read out of Romans chapter 8 today. I'm going to start in verse 1 of chapter 8, where it says, Because I feel a lot of you are feeling condemned. You are feeling guilt. You are feeling shame. Um, But it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit, the Holy Spirit, has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses wasn't able to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his only son, his own son in a body, like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then it says in verse 9, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, 
And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. So, again, it says the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. It was nothing that you did that made yourself right with God. It was nothing that you offered to God that made yourself righteous before God. It was what God did through his son, Jesus Christ, that made you righteous before God, that made you blameless, that made you white as snow, where before you were a scarlet, your skins were as red as scarlet. So I want to just remind you of that right now. If you've been feeling condemned, if you've been feeling shame, if you've been feeling guilt, if you've been feeling unworthy, that. God deems you worthy. He says you are worthy. He says you are enough. He says you are holy. Why? Because he is holy. Because he said so. There's no other reason. There's nothing you can do to make that happen for yourself. And then it says also in verse 15, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Wow. That is quite a statement. And that is one of the hardest things, I think, as a believer that we struggle with is suffering. Because nobody wants to suffer. Let's be real. Who wants to go through suffering? No one. No one's going to raise their hands and, and offer themselves up for that. And so, even in that, sometimes we feel like, and, and you know, the Lord's really speaking to me tonight as well. But sometimes we feel like, Lord, where are you? Or Lord, you know, you must be upset with me. Or you must be angry. Or you must be disappointed in me because I'm going through all this suffering. Because I'm going through all of this, these struggles. But his word says, if you want to share in his glory... You must also share in his suffering. But why? Why? I'm going to keep reading and it will explain why. Verse 18. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Wow. Wow. I want to read that one more time. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Amen. Hallelujah. And of course, one of the most powerful scriptures in regards to God's love for you and I, is in verse 31 of the same chapter that says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ died for us 
and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from God's love or from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being, being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. If that doesn't convince you, what will? That nothing, and listen, not even yourself, not even you can stop God's love from reaching you. Not even you can get in the way of God's powerful love for you. You're not that powerful. And I've said this before um, in my ministry is that in regards to our destiny and our purpose as well, that you can't even mess up your own purpose that God has for you because you're not that powerful. <laughs> Sometimes we can mess up in terms of taking, um, how do you say, detours, or we might get derailed off the path, but God will always lead us back if we stay with him. If we don't give up, he will lead us back. We're not that powerful. And in the same way, you're not that powerful to block God's love from you. You're not that messed up to stop him from loving you. You're not. You're not that broken that he can't love you still. Because as his word says, nothing, 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 nothing in heaven or on the earth or under the, under the earth, not even angel or demon or principality can stop God's love from getting to you. Nothing will separate you from his love. I want you to remember that on this day, whatever you're going through, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what emotions are raging, no matter what circumstances are around you, and even the stress in your life, that's not going to stop God's love from reaching you. And just like that song by Bethel, um, I believe it's Bethel, that says, Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. But still he gives himself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. I want to speak that over you tonight. Whoever you are, whoever's listening to that. God loves you so much. It doesn't matter how you messed up, even yesterday or today. He wants you to know he loves you. He wants you to know you're not that broken, that he can't fix you. He wants you to know that he can restore your life. He wants you to know that you didn't mess up too bad for him. He wants you to know that you're not a loser. He wants you to know that you're not worthless. He wants you to know that you're not overlooked. He wants you to know that you're not invisible. And he wants you to know that he hears you. God hears your prayers. God hears your cries. God sees your tears. God sees your struggle. God sees how you were wronged. God sees how you have held on. Who am I speaking to today? God sees you. And God hears you. He knows your name. And I want to encourage you not to give up tonight. I want to encourage you to 
even say this prayer after me if you feel like you you've just you've messed up so bad or you feel like you haven't been um, worthy of his love or you haven't felt his love lately I want you to repeat this prayer after me dear Lord I ask that you would forgive me of my sins and shortcomings I ask that you will restore me into that place of identity. I ask that you would restore me back into that place of being your son, being your daughter, that place of sonship, because I'm not an orphan. And I want you to repeat after me, I am not an orphan. I am not an orphan. I am adopted as a son or daughter. I am adopted as God's son or daughter, and he loves me, and I am his accepted in the beloved and I am a fellow heir with Christ Jesus and all that belongs to my father is given to me because I belong to him in Jesus name just receive God's love right now I want you to just place your hand in your heart receive God's love right now let him fill you with his love let him fill you with his peace let him fill you with his presence right now I pray that this message blessed you today. If you need any prayer, if you have any questions, any comments, feel free to message me. I'm not uh, impossible to reach. <laughs> um, and you can always find all of my um, links by simply going to linktree.com forward slash I am Jeannie. And you can find everything there if you want to connect with me. And God bless you all. And I will be back again as the Lord leads me. You all have a great night.